The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? Okay, Lewis Riddick is going to join us. We're going to talk some football more about those younger quarterbacks where it feels like the 2016 class has surpassed 2015 in a very quick way. we got Will Cain on the Rosilla Show today. Reminding you to listen to all three hours of the show on your phone, on your ESPN app. Apparently, too, we looked up whose school is the best of all the guys, all of our alma maters here. Well, there's a Fordham helmet that the guys keep in the inside the glass over there in the control room. Two of them went to Fordham. And I said, how good a school Two is Fordham? Two guys went to Fordham. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bubba, Bubba and Mike A are Fordham guys. So we got Riddick, we got football, and we're going to start with football. We're going to start with last night. And it's not just, wow, the Pats lost. What do we do now? We have top five, bottom three that we'll do. And you're right. It is a little more interesting finally this week. <laughs> uh, we'll do it at the end of this segment. But you're left here going... All right, maybe I talk about how bad the Pats look on defense. Maybe I talk about, is Brady aging? Am I doing all these things? And I think it's impossible. Like, that's not the smart segment because the smart segment was to hold off on your concerns the first month of the season when the Pats, in fact, had the worst defense in the NFL. So if you were starting to want to sell the Pats going, you know, look, I know it's Brady, but hell, stop somebody. Your defense is atrocious. You're right up there with the worst teams in the league. And then they fix it for two months, and then they do what they did last night. I think it'd be ridiculous to bet against them now because of one bad Monday nighter after it looks like they had corrected their problems. In fact, would you grant me this leeway here? What do you say we do top five, bottom three right here? What do you say I'll let you tell you, or at least let me do mine, and I will answer the point you just made? Can we get music, Bubba? The top five. And bottom three. Look at that. Perfect. Top five, bottom three, brought to you by Sport Clips. You watch sports. We cut hair. It's perfect. Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. Top five. Number five, the Rams. Number four, the Vikings. Number three, the Saints. Number two, the Steelers. And number one, the New England Patriots. Let me hear that again. Rams. Vikings. Vikings. Saints. Steelers. Patriots. I have Saints, Rams, Vikings. So we have those three teams the same. And our one, two are identical. Yeah, I'm really? Not, yeah, I'm not moving New England out of one. I have Pittsburgh, too. All right. That's why I want to do top five, bottom three right now. That's why I want to do it. And this is incredibly important. Pivoting off of the points you just made. Quickly, my bottom three are the Browns, the 49ers, and the Giants. Oh, I have the 49ers with a screaming green arrow, fully. Oh, Garoppolo. Yes. Yeah. Come on, dude. Montana. Just better looking. Cleveland, the Giants, Colts. Colts. Okay. okay Thank so you for that music, down. Bubba. Thanks. Here's the point. I'm not moving the Patriots off of number one on my top five based upon what happened last night. Do I think last night is revealing the cracks in the foundation? Do I think last night is revealing the approach of the cliff for Brady? Do I think last night is the truth on the Patriots' defense? I do not. I'm not betting against the Patriots. The consensus best team in the NFL just lost their MVP candidate. As I looked at that, and I say, who do you have the most faith in? Vikings, Saints, Steelers, Pats. We just dropped Philly outside of the top five. I didn't even feel it was controversial. No, I didn't either. I'm like, yep, I'm leaving them off because I still like so many of these NFC teams. So, okay, last night we saw cracks. We saw cracks from a talent standpoint on that front line with the injuries that they had. Some dudes out there playing. You're like, wait a minute, who's that guy again? Where'd he go? And it's like the undrafted dude from Vanderbilt made the team. And you go, all right. 
So if I look at the whole Belichick thing and the amount of times that you've thought, okay, well, Belichick's wrong here, and then he ended up being right, that's a really long list. It's a really long list of times where we have the public 15 years of this run where you go, oh, well, that doesn't seem to make any sense. I mean, just figure that out. And you're like, oh, he was right again. It's an incredibly long list. The only two L's that I think Belichick has really had in 2015 when they lost their last two games of the season and lost the number one seed and then ended up having to go to Denver, like that was stupid. They, they threw away two games at the end of the year. And look, they lost to the Jets and I'd be in overtime, but then they lost that last game. The, the snap count, I was going through snap counts at Week 17, 2015 before the show today, and you go, you know what? You should have won one of those games and not have to end up going to Denver because it's just Denver, and you historically don't do well there. And I think he had a stretch where he was pretty overrated as a drafter, but it was this weird stretch where he couldn't build a secondary. Other than that, Belichick's been untouchable. I, I mean, there's really not that many things that you could pick from. So to think that he is not going to figure this out again as bad as it looked last night when he just did it this season, it's it's just impo- it's impossible for me to do the take of, up. Oh, Pats are done, dude. I can't do it. They're 29th in yards per game, defense allowed. But their first six games of the season, Ryan, every one of those first six games, they gave up over 400 yards of offense. Smoked. Every one of them. And then you know what it looks like after that? Improvement. Each week. To I believe the point is, against the Dolphins just two weeks ago, they gave up under 300 yards offense. They were getting turnovers. Last night was a step backwards. But, I mean, you can't tell me that's a bigger step backwards than what they were dealing with at the beginning of the season. I think they can correct this. I think anybody today saying that Brady, what you're seeing here, is the beginning of the end. Brady is approaching the cliff. He had an awful game. So Good that's the other that thing? Do you think that's more, the other take. Do you think today. more people are going with that? It's Will Kane, the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. Do you think more people are going with that, the Brady aging immediately on a Monday night in Miami, more so than the defensive problem? Yeah, I do. I do, because they want it to be true. They want it to be so true. And it's so good for your brand as the guy to be like, I don't think Brady's just had a bad game. I think he's done. And I think he's done now. And this is what I've been telling you about for six months. I did a segment (laughs) four or five years ago where I go, hey, likelihood is that Brady's window's closed. And then he won two more Super Bowls. And he's played in every single AFC championship game, basically. I just think Brady's the guy. You you put it to me earlier. I think Brady's the guy that ruins your conventional take. I understand statistics. I understand at what age most athletes and quarterbacks in general age out, just don't don't try to apply to Brady. Brady's the rule breaker. He's so you, the difference. Okay, but 40 is impressive. 40 years old MVP, which he very well could do, is impressive. But the stuff about pliability in 45 and no strawberries, like I'm not here for it. Well, you, yeah, but the point is people at – I'm not was, clicking on that ad. <laughs> well, will you win he's 44? If he's playing like this when he's 44, I will I will take the biggest L ever. Will you worship at the Church of Brady? I kind of already like him a lot now. Well, will, you, will you adopt the diet? Will you start stretching? Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll actually start stretching. Will you order the pajamas? I'll do it all. <laughs> okay. At 44? Yeah, right. So yep. in order for Tom Brady to make Ryan Rosillo a disciple, he has to go four more years like this? Yep, that's it. That's it? <laughs> Belichick on that onside kick that didn't work. Can you explain the onside kick that happened with that kick? They recovered it. <laughs> Lewis Riddick, we're going to ask about the Brady stuff and also how it feels like the 2016 QBs at the top of the draft have completely surpassed the 2015 guys. With Will Kane, Rosillo Show, you're listening to ESPN Radio and watching ESPN News. 
In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. So let's start at least with last night. It's not Mm -hmm. just what we saw. It was ugly. It didn't look good. But then it turns into kind of what do you want to do with the Pats? And my argument today is I can't come in and go, oh, that defense looks terrible because it did. Or Brady looks old and he did, but whatever. When we've already seen them correct the problems from the first month during the season. So what do you do as a guy that understands this much better? (laughs) You know, some of this has to do, look, some of it was personnel last night. That front line for them, right? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's say this. They're hurting at tackle. Mm-hmm. Right, so Marcus Cannon's not there. All right, so Cam Wake is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL in NFL history. Okay, Cam Wake is legit. Indama can sue when he wants to. There's the key. Yes, when he wants to. When we saw Indama can sue play against the Carolina Panthers, play against Baltimore Ravens. Did he look like he wanted to? Nah, Carolina Panthers almost had like 400 yards rushing or something like that. Something ridiculous. Last night he wanted to wreck Tom's night, so he did. Do you hear him after, by the way? Sue goes, yeah, they're actually not that hard to stop. It's, it's, it's amazing what, what happens when people have their mind right and their motivation is right. Miami was motivated last night. So, look, they have some problems on the offensive line. Tom's been getting hit a lot all year. Miami exacerbated that problem. They don't have the Terminator at tight end last night. The guy who owns the middle of the field probably better than any tight end in history at 6'7", 270 pounds. So now that means everybody on the outside has to win. What does Miami do? The one thing that every team should do against New England Press the living you-know-what out of their receivers and don't let them off the line as much as you can. Xavier Howard was doing that last night, and he can run. So now Brandon Cooks is going, who is this number 25 that is all up in my grill all night? I can't get away from him. That was amazing. I can't get away from him. So if you have somebody who has those kind of physical traits, don't sit back like Pittsburgh did in the AFC Championship game last year and play cover two. Cover three, let's keep it all in front of us. We'll just make Tom go the hard way because he'll go the hard way, and then he'll put it in the end zone. Next thing you know, you won't have any possessions, and they'll have 30 points. So they they exposed some things that can really – Bill talked about this today. He said, look, there's certain things that bother our football team. Miami showed those. He's going to have to look and see if Pittsburgh is willing to do that now, which is a little bit outside of their character. He said Pittsburgh's not the same as Miami, but they have to be prepared for Pittsburgh to play like Miami. Because that's what gets after them. Do I think that they are flawed? No, New England was never that strong. They weren't as strong as they've been in the past. 
but they always figure it out because they are disciplined as heck, and Bill pressures them mentally to always keep fighting and let the other team lose it. Well, Miami didn't lose it for them last night. New England lost it for themselves by throwing those turnovers and stuff. So it's a, it's a confluence. It's a, it's a combination of things that I don't think it's time to panic. Look, you never panic on that guy, and you never panic on Brady. You just don't. So it's not the beginning of the end for Brady. No, it, no, no. Now, I would bet Tom plays his best game of the year next week. He, he just will. Bill will do – look, I, I can't begin to tell you just how miserable practice is going to be for these guys this week. I've been through it. It was a hard day for them to watch that film. They are going to be told everything to push every button to get these guys ready. It's going to be an epic game, I think. Sometimes, Lewis, you're unpredictable, so I don't want to take anything for granted here. (laughs) But it seems like there's no debate that the 2016 quarterback class has completely surpassed the 2015 quarterback class. Do you agree? Yes. And what now do we think of Winston and Mariota? You know what? The first part, the first question is easy. Yeah, it has surpassed them. The second part's a little tougher. Okay, I think there's going to. Marcus needs to be in a different offense. He needs to be in an offense that's a little bit more open, spread out. Something that uh, I would love to see Marcus Mariota coached by Andy Reid, by Doug Peterson, an offense of that style that has a run game that's not so just not so rigid and predictable, but something that where there's a lot of a lot of zone read, a lot of run RPOs, a lot of misdirection, a lot of things that really keep defenses on their heels to really let Marcus flourish. I, I would, I, I'm a big believer, you know, in environments changing players. Jameis, I don't really know what's going on down there. I really don't. Because Dirk Cutter is the guy who they all thought was who they had to keep. They had to keep him with Jameis because Jameis was going like this. I don't know what's going on with him because he's got weapons galore. They got them all for him. When you have Deshaun and Mike Evans, and you and you draft OJ Howard, I mean, what more do you Cam Bray? What more do you want? So I don't know what's going on with him. Now I know he's been banged up, but there's no doubt that Wentz and Goff, when it's all said and done, they'll have much better careers. I believe. We got Lewis Riddick with us. Is this run by Jacksonville? And I was doing some of the playoff stuff, looking into this morning. They still have a chance at getting the number one seed that? in the AFC. Yeah. I know Boros has played a little bit better, although his man Fournette what called him a top, <laughs> top five, five team. in AFC. Did, were yeah. you on the set with Ryan or who? No, yeah, guys I, are I losing their mind. I, I may Fournette have, said I don't, it. I don't remember because Ryan Clark. Oh, was that? Face. No, that was Sunday night. Yeah, no, so, no, I, I wasn't okay. there then. No. So, all right, we can all agree on this: Boros isn't projected to be a top five quarterback in the NFL at least by the end of this season. But how will this kind of team run, the team success, impact the way the front office handles a quarterback that they're probably ready to move on from at some point? Yeah, you know what? This is where you have to remain as objective as possible. And look, you've got, you oh man, you got to make as much of an objective decision about this as as you can. Meaning this, you have to decide whether or not this run that they're on is it because they are such a balanced football team, they really utilize the play action game really well, and Blake is actually making some improvement, or is this something that's just a flash in the pan and you still have to move on? You can't be fooled because the body of work is too bad. Me personally. Look, when you watch Blake play, he may hit, look every quarterback's going to hit a couple nice ones. They just are. Not every quarterback is, is going to dirt ball everything and make you just go he stinks. Look at the total of what Blake looks like when he's throwing the ball. Half the time he throws the ball, I swear, he throws it and it's just like it's he throws it and it's like, "Oh, I hope that goes in there and I hope that's complete." Or, "Man, that looks like might might get picked." He looks so unsure every time he throws the football. I think he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know. I'm telling you, he doesn't know. But Leonard Fournette, 
That's a grown man. He looks different running the ball. This offensive line, it's built in Tom Coughlin's type of image. This is what he wants. And they've got some speed on the perimeter. And look, the defense, geez, I mean, there's nothing more you can really say about this is the defense of the future. They'll be the best defense in the league for maybe they keep those guys together four or five years. They'll, they're going to go into Seattle like run defensively. They're that good. Well, if you have a top defense in the league for four to five years, and let's just, for hypothetical sake, say you're running the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, you do move on from Bortles. you got to have a better quarterback. Would I? I'm, well, I've already yes. assumed, based upon the way you're talking, yeah. that you would. But what? The, and I hate to, to go past this magical season the Jags are having. Well, is, I mean, it's not magical yet. They got nine it's wins. pretty magical for the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> three seasons, three games to go. Where yeah. is the place you go? Is it Eli? Is you it know, Alex you Smith? Know what? what is it? You know, let, let me let me rewind that for a minute then and say this. I'm not a believer in Blake, but if you're sitting in that chair and before you make that statement about I'm going to move on, right. you have to have an alternative plan. And right. I haven't thought that through for them. Like, what would I do if I didn't have him? I just know as someone who watches them. I'm not a believer, but before you make it, make that decision, you have to have an alternative that is better. Not equal. It has to be better. Otherwise, there's no point in making it. Alex is better than Blake Bortles. Alex Smith? Yes. Yeah. Is Eli still better than Blake Bortles? Oof. Eli has had a rough year. He has had a rough year. I know there's a sentimental component to it as far as in how he should have been treated. But he's had a rough year. Now, that has a lot to do with a lot of other things, too. Eli was never a generational quarterback who could put a whole team on his back. And as he's gotten older, he needs more help, and he's actually had less help. So, look, Tom Coughlin knows him better than anyone. And Tom has watched this team all year long. We'll find out whether or not they think Eli's better very soon, maybe. Good stuff, as always. Thank you. You got it. That's Lewis Riddick. All right, coming up next, he's one of the biggest impact players in the NFL, and he's just a rookie. With Will Kane and the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have a really diverse workforce. With different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Yeah, we'll do this on the air right now. Who cares? Uh, we got Will Kane with us, stump in the room. Thought we had some wins, but we you ended up getting there. So there's four states of the 50 in the United States, right? So four of them. Like, when did we get to 50? Uh, that have the same first letter as the state in its state capital. State capital and state name both begin with the same letter. This comes from our guy, Chuck Salaturo, who makes sure we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's. Can you name... The four states that their capitals begin with the same letter. We put this to you, Ron Rosillo, me, mm-hmm. Sweet Lou Riddick got in on it. Between the three of us, we could only get three. I had to cheat on the last one. Had to cheat on the last one. Would have never gotten the last one. Thought I had one. Forgot about Alaska. 
You thought you had a last I thought year. I was like, okay, we're on the board. We get Anchorage. <laughs> no, we don't. You know. Right. Didn't know. So that's um, right. That's that's a little hint there. We'll leave out the other ones. I'll give it to you at the end of the segment. Okay. Sounds good. I'll be here. All of our guests are on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil Synthetics taking synthetic motor oil performance to a whole new level. Make the switch to Pennzoil Synthetics today. We are waiting on Marshawn Lattimore, rookie defensive back for the New Orleans Saints. Has been awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Another dude out of Ohio State. You think Ohio State guys get mad when Texas dudes introduce themselves and they say, Earl Thomas, DBU, Texas. Well, there for a while, the Longhorns had a pretty strong claim to DBU, but I've noticed that getting watered down. A lot of schools are now claiming DBU. I would love if some guy goes, Navy, holders. <laughs> you know, just like make it more absurd, the whole thing, where you just go, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, Ryan Rosillo. Boise State. Yeah. Deep snapper you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Ryan Rosillo, gunner factory. West Virginia. Like, what do you, what? Do you like, like the high school call out? I kind of like the high school call out. I think sometimes it's because of animosity towards college. You know, some of these guys, some of the guys are just shouting out their high school or whatever. And some of the guys, you know, just are mixing it up. But I think some dudes don't like the college maybe they went to or they're mad about something. Not that LeVar Arrington loved Penn State and I did that Nissan hit with him. But when we had him on the show, I go, what's just the most fun that you had? He goes, man, probably high school. Then it went downhill after that. I'm like, are you serious? And I go, I understand your pro career probably didn't go as long as you wanted, but you were like LeVar Arrington highlights in college at Penn State. And I'm going, you still had more fun in high school? And he goes, yep. What would you say? How much more fun was college for you than high school? For me? Yeah. Well, I didn't play anything. Oh, you're just saying because he played at Penn State, he was the big dog on campus, he was destroying people on the field at Penn State, must have been way more fun than playing in high school? I just can't imagine watching LeVar Arrington Penn State highlights and going, you enjoyed football at another level beyond what you were doing to kids in the Big Ten. I think he's the first ever defensive player of the year as a sophomore in that conference's history. Can you imagine what he was doing to high school kids? That'd be like you joining like a U10 basketball league. Like, would it be fun? Yeah. I had a lot of blocks, man. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's still 100,000 Happy Valley. I mean, there's – I understand dominating, it, but, I mean, you're not even being challenged. And you're – he was – LeVar was jumping over piles, LeVar Leap, all of these things, and he's like, yeah, high school was the peak. So I wonder if some guys – Let me ask you a question. I'm not being challenged, okay? This is in the same vein. Yeah. If I put you into the Little League World Series right now, how many strikeouts would you get? Pitching? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was, just getting... Lattimore's not happening, folks. That was a We film. just lost Marshawn Lattimore? We just lost. She's like, man, I hate LeVar Arrington. I'm an Ohio State guy. You guys talking Penn State hung up. Going to ask him what he had more fun at, high school or college. Could you fan... Could you throw a no-hitter in the Little League no. World Series? No. no way. <laughs> no. Okay, if we really wanted to break it down, science-wise... Yeah. There's no way I could throw 70 pitches right now. My arm would... You know, if you don't do that, if you're not throwing, like you ever do that thing where you see the guy be like, hey, let's see how fast you can throw it? That is a torn ligament game for dudes over 40. How young do I have to go for you to throw a no-hitter? Uh, maybe like 25, 26. Maybe, no, maybe not late. how old you are, how old the batter is. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like 
Look, some of these kids that are really good are going to turn on a 70-mile-an-hour fastball at 10 years old. 10-year-olds got you, huh? Don't you think? I don't. I wouldn't expect to throw a no-hitter a bunch against 10-year-olds. It certainly wouldn't be a perfect game because I, I used to – I was all over the place. No control. Yeah, all <laughs> over the place. I got banned for sleepovers once when I walked too many kids. You got banned by your, I wasn't allowed your dad? To go, I wasn't allowed to do any more sleepovers during one baseball season because I was walking too many people. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Call your dad right now. Can we get him on the line? The other I dad, want to talk about that parenting psychology because I'm on the edge of it right now. My father and I had a lot of life lessons discovered. Because, look, I was the oldest, so I was their first run through. And I've I've said numerous times separately my parents were as loving as you can imagine. Like I, I love my mom and I love my dad. My mom was my mom. She was your mom. She would fix things. She, she was great at being the role of my mom. And then, you know, my dad's my hero. And he, <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny that being at 42, sometimes I can still have him in my head a little. And Stanford Steve called me on that. When we first started hanging out. He's like, your dad just dominates you. And I go, well, yeah, but like in a good way. So he'd have the construction truck and I would be riding shotgun and we would have these, these life pep talks we would have these these things that we would do. And, like, the younger siblings didn't have to deal with any of this stuff. But baseball and basketball were a big part of it. So if I'd start walking, guys, I had a game where I walked a ton of people, and he goes, hey, Rye, sleepovers, over. That you can dial it in? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're probably staying up late I wanna, watching Friday night videos. I want to talk to your dad because I literally told my wife – no sleepovers night before a game, which I think is completely rational. Look, I think you're right, by the way. He My stays dad up was all right. night. Yeah. He stays up all night. He's tired during the game. That's not happening. You can sleep over after the game, if, not before. And the thing is, is that what really set him off is I walked in the winning run in, a, in the game where I ended up being banned from sleepovers, and it was a nerd kid. It was a little nerdy kid that didn't want to swing the bat, and I just gifted him one. You know, Ricky Vaughn style. And my father's like, you let that little dork, that little geeky dork nerd. He's you like, you, say those oh, things? yeah, he was just ruthless. He goes, the kid's a nerd. And you just let that little nerd walk to first base. And you didn't even throw him. You didn't even throw him a strike. How old are we talking here? Ten. Huh. It was in your face parenting. Yeah. And then I had a time where I caught, I, I looked at a third strike. At the very beginning of the season, and he goes, "Don't ever do that again." And I didn't. I didn't for like years. I'd like to talk to your dad. He'd like you. You guys like each other. My dad's a, he's a man's man. He's a good guy, honest man. All right, you Self-made. guys ready, Bubba? You got any answers for the four state capitals? I, I can only call it one. I'm disappointed. What do you got? What's your one? Four Hawaii. state capitals that begin with the same letter as the name of the state. Hawaii. That's right. Honolulu, Hawaii is one of the four. Nothing, Mike A. I've actually got four for the final three. I don't know which one is wrong. You've got four. Oh, okay. I, 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 one of them is is Pennsylvania. One of them. It is not Harrisburg, is, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Okay, so is it Montana? Helena, Montana. No, it is. Oh, I'm wrong all over. What the place was your then. guess of Montana's capital? Because there's like five. Missoula. The... Missoula. No, not Missoula. No, that's Helen. what I thought yeah. it was. All right, you got okay. one more. Come on. All right. Uh, big sky. South Dakota. That. Pierre, South Dakota. No, it's not Sioux Falls. All no. right, so I'm all over the place. Okay. So it. I've got zero for. I've got he has zero four for three. All right, well, I guess I'm in the lead with one. Because really, so I asked Will if he would have gotten the one that came last, and I mentioned the state, but I didn't know. I didn't know. And then Will goes, "You know, I'm pretty good with the state capitals," and that's the least surprising thing Will Kane has ever said to me. <laughs> that Will Kane, good at state capitals, and I love that about this guy. You got any, Srudy? I'm coming in late on this. No, I have none. 
All right, here this, they are. This, you know what, though? This Let's tease this because it plays in perfectly to the whole school rankings thing. Oh, yeah. This could tie into uh, what each of our schools is ranked. <laughs> All right. We'll give you the All answer right. to those next. And uh, previously, when I called out Will's fighting style, it's ESPN Radio. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Capricorns, today is a perfect day for romance and fun-filled activities with your partner. And by fun-filled activities, we mean shopping for car insurance. Luckily, you'll find that switching to GEICO could save you hundreds of dollars a year. You'll keep this day of romance going at the hardware store by arguing for half an hour over the color of your backsplash. Love is indeed in the air, Capricorns. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We tease the capital quiz there's people listening to the show right now. I was like, I don't even like Brasillo that much. I just want to know the damn capitals. <laughs> so here it is. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. And this will segue in perfectly to our previously um, and the school ranking thing. So we'll do all the school. We'll do all the nerdy stuff here. So here's the deal. Four states, their capital begins with the same letter as the state. So Bubba has one more. I'm going to let some redemption here with Bubba. What is your one? Uh, I got the second one I got was Delaware. That was the hard one. I've not spent any time in Delaware. I don't know that I've been to Delaware either. Yeah. Dover, Delaware. Good job, Bubba. I had to cheat on that one. I had to look that one up. I got the other I got the other three. So Honolulu, Hawaii, Dover, Delaware. Suru, you got one? Indianapolis. Yes. Nice. One of the four. Indianapolis, Very Indiana. City. One more. Want to contribute, Mike? Can't get Oklahoma it. City, Oklahoma City, yeah. Oklahoma. That was the one I didn't say before. Oh. You had that one. We shouldn't get to it. There you go. That's your four state capitals. Begin with the same letter. So the reason we bring that up is because Will went to Pepperdine. I went to Vermont. That's not what UVM stands for. A lot of people think it's, is it University of Vermont? (laughs) Like, yep, nailed it. Uh, Quinnipiac Steve, formerly Saruti, he went to Quinnipiac. And then both you dudes went to Florida, Mike A and Bubba. Yeah. My acceptance rate at my school now is not the greatest. So I don't think my school ranked nearly as high as when, when I got into it. Well, this came up because they have a Fordham helmet in there, and yeah. it turns out two of the guys behind the glass went to Fordham, both Bubba and Mike A. So that led me to wonder, you know, because this is what guys do. Some Who's schools guys? rank the highest. <laughs> Some guys. Well, you, there's something to compete at, rank, list, brag about. You hey, have you met it. my friend Will? Tell them where you went to school. We'll rank them. <laughs> Another round of buds. My friend, my friend, no, how tall is he? <laughs> okay, so what's... I'm going to guess Pepperdine's number one. It's not even close, right? Well... Based on the rankings? What, we've got ranking Fordham, Pepperdine, using? Vermont, Quinnipiac, and if we count Smallman, who's not here, and we should count Smallman, yes. and Illinois. That's five schools. Everybody gets in Illinois. Isn't there like 400,000 kids in that school? Illinois came in second. <laughs> it's second best? Yes. And what were you doing? Just U.S. News? And World Report. Yes. So it's, it's, it's not just acceptance rate here. It's your school ranking according to U.S. News and World Report, which I would Pepperdine imagine. Pepperdine has to be one then. Hey, look, I, I Pepperdine is number one of these schools. Yes. Well, of course it is. <laughs> That's why we're doing the segment. No? Big blue wave. <laughs> number 46. I didn't think Pepperdine was, yeah, I mean, it's not the hardest school. I mean. Yeah, okay, all right, but I, it's, 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 it's a good school. All right. Sorry that it was your safety. All right. So. <laughs> Sorbonne. Now safety. Fordham. 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 Fordham's three. Fordham is third. 61. Right. So I'm going to guess Vermont's fourth. Quinnipiac's fifth. Vermont is fourth. 97th. 
in the country. Yeah, it used to be higher, man. Quinnipiac is ranked 13th in the regional universities of the north. <laughs> so what's that overall? Do they even do they qualify for an overall? It's, it's no. like a, I think it's like a play-in bracket into the tournament. Yeah, so it's one of those <laughs> Tuesday games. What uh, what's the deal, Shrew? You had different stats though that that well. On on U.S. you know World Report News and World Report, it's a long name. It's called, I screwed it up too. Um, there's there's the ranking and then there's the overall score. Oh, now the overall score, Quinnipiac is the highest overall score of an 81. Wow. Um, Fordham How? is 60. Pepperdine yeah. is 61. Vermont is 50. Oh man. And I don't have Illinois because Ivy sorry, is North. North. Used, Ivy. Yeah, the public Ivy. That's what we used to say in the 90s about UVM. When you got into UVM back then, it was like, man, I can't. Well, I got into UVM. It's pretty good. Like getting into Brown. Yeah, just like Brown, cheaper, <laughs> more parking. Um, not the case anymore. There's no way Quinnipiac's nicer than Pepperdine. Have you driven past Pepperdine? Have you walked around? Oh, I'm not saying it is. Okay. I'm not saying it is at all. He's just saying they performed Great well in the play-in bracket. They did. Got into the tournament. The metrics are off though, and took a that, few down after that first game. Yeah. We talked about uh, debate fighting style here on previously when we were doing an NBA topic. So here you go. Previously on the Ryan Rossello Show. I but, think LeBron buying a house last week, a new, what was it, $23 million mansion? Yeah. I think, at the very least, that's super fishy. If it's going to be your fourth home, what's wrong with the one you had? Why do you need a second? I, can you deny that's investing in L.A.? Oh, my God. What am I on the witness seat? So this, is, this is my point. <laughs> Can I? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Yes, he'll be paying taxes in L.A., and those will go to community outreach programs. Like, technically, I have to answer yes that it's investing in L.A., but why? Like, the L.A. Lakers storied franchise, not the Houston Rockets. Okay, fine. Like, you're visually, you can't see him in the Rockets jersey versus the Lakers jersey. What is the young talent on L.A. other than a million question marks right now? Do you think you think Can LeBron I? James wants anything to do with LeVar Ball deal and his son? He really is like, I can't wait to sign up with this. This is going to be sick. So I suggested that you you will include extra things that maybe are not the strongest points to win debates on your TV show. Then I'm just dogpiling evidence on there, right? It goes like this. Jeff Fisher, awful. Look at all the quarterbacks that are performing right now. The Jeff Fisher mishandled. I mean, I'm talking about the top seeded teams in the NFC, all ex Jeff Fisher quarterbacks. Look at it. you got Garrett Goff, you got Case Keenum, and you got Nick Foles. And your point is the Nick Foles one undercuts the other two because yeah. Nick Foles isn't responsible for where the Eagles are today. Right. It was kind of like when Tennessee fans are really upset that the national media was beating up on them after the Shiano thing. And they go, oh, Shiano's rep by a CAA guy. Oh, look at all the big voices on ESPN that are from CAA. And then they started naming people that have never talked to anybody in the college football world. But it didn't matter if it was right or not. It was just another name. So like, I accused you of my, taking down straw men when I clearly said this is my first take, non-thinking analysis, and you destroyed it about him yeah, not being a Houston Rock. You said it on the air, so what was I supposed to do? Just sit here? <laughs> <laughs> to ask me, is LeBron investing in L.A. by buying a house there? Well, I don't, I don't have an out. I can't turn around. You don't buy houses in places you don't want to live. Yeah, but he's already had a house there. He could have already gone there he before. Upgraded. Well, it's been a good year. I love that Maverick Carter goes, what do you think you're going to do if he lives in L.A.? Shoot more movies during the season? He can't. And how many movies is he going to be in? Where does he play next year? Biggest odds. 
quickly. Uh, I still think it's Cleveland. Hmm. But the Houston thing is at least you could connect the dots to it a little bit. Do you really think LeBron, LeBron wants to be with LeVar Ball? I think he wants to be in the, at the Lakers, yes. Okay. All right. We'll be off tomorrow. CSPN Radio, Rosillo Show.